Co-star show alongside the Cleveland legend himself and the top dog, Hanford Dixon. <laughs> top dog. Top dog's in the house. One more somber Monday for us, folks. It's another <laughs> losing record, last in AFC North, and plenty to chat about. I'll turn it over to you kids. Yeah, not a victory Monday, and actually not much drama this weekend, huh, Top Dog? Kind of a quiet weekend for us here? It it was a quiet week. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a for quiet week. Yeah. Steelers weekend, that's typically enough of a story on itself, but I got to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room with myself and, you know, what transpired yesterday and stuff. You know, it's really with with this podcast and, and me being in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter of my life, I've gone through so many things on the field and off the field. I've really been blessed to kind of figure out ways to give back to people and help not only myself, but help people, communities um, deal with some of the health and wellness issues. We did a podcast a couple weeks ago um, about some of the injuries that I've gone through and some of us ex-players have gone through. We've been talking on this podcast all year. There's been so much interest in our Browns and the NFL season. We haven't got to talking about some of the treatment programs and protocols that I like to do that have bluntly saved my life and allowed me the opportunity to somewhat sit up here and be somewhat articulate and enunciate, communicate messages here about you know our football team and stuff. But really, my driving passion and my commitment as I get into the fourth quarter of my life is really giving back to people, communities, and our planet. And, and that ability to, to be healthy, um, like I've been able to find myself, I've been able to, wanting to kind of parlay or, or transfer that knowledge or that, that, that ability to, to take care of yourself to others right now. And um, when we were talking about doing this podcast, it almost sounds like a hypocrisy now that we're going to talk about the <laughs> podcast and sports betting, but it's really expensive um, to learn these health and wellness things. Some of the treatments that we have to go through, some of the stuff that um, myself, right, players, um, people that have these issues have to go through. Take It took a lot of research for me to figure it out. It takes a lot of resources to really help these people. and. When I was um, asked about doing um, the sports betting, um, it really was a vehicle of something for me that was a way to raise money for charity. It was an awesome way to, um, I thought, to raise money and be able to give back to people and, and to help and to raise awareness for it, but also genuinely flat out, just to have dollars raised for people to be able to help out, top dogs, mm -hmm. some of our ex-teammates, mm -hmm. some of the mm -hmm. people in the community. Bluntly, some of the people that I've, I've been really fixated on with addiction issues that um, I've been able to um, proudly be able to help out. I figured this was a, a great way to raise money for foundations and for charities and stuff. So, you know, to do a, to do a promotional uh, bet like that to try to raise money was just in an effort to, um, to give back money to people and the foundations. And, you know, I'm not... 
I'm not an employee of the Browns. So as an independent contractor, I did, I'm sorry I had to put them in this position. I didn't want to put them in this position. Um, but because I'm not an employee, I didn't think that was going to be an issue. And because it was for charity, um, again, now I, I see the position for the Browns and the league that they're in. But in no way do you want to put, put them on the spot. In no way was this done um, in the interest of benefiting us. This was just a way I thought to raise money and awareness for some people that massively um, needed help, needed help from that perspective. And 100%, I could say this too, uh, because I talked to you about it, and 100% of that was going to go to help uh, people and, and, and ex-players and uh, people that really, really need it. But I, I, I think the most important thing there is, uh, I like what you said, because uh, you love the Cleveland Browns. You love the city. Obviously, you're from here. And uh, you didn't mean it. I mean, if it was something, if you'd have known that uh, this was going to, like you said, put them in this position or the NFL in, the, in that position, you never would have did it. No. And you know what? I I've been trying to be employed for the yeah. team for this century. Yeah. So, and um, and you know, the most important thing, you said you're sorry. I mean, yeah. you're sorry. And, and that's, well, you don't want to put anybody right. in the spot. And you don't want to take away from the team the league, you don't want to take away the, from the foundation and the charity side of it. I mean, the ability to really help people out and make a difference. I mean, this was such a massively emotional week. We did this show about this time last Monday. I mean, what transpired um, oh my last God. Monday night yes. with Hamlin and stuff. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little emotional and massively fixated on this. And even though it, it wasn't optimally what with the Browns losing, um, and this happening with myself and um, this past weekend it isn't something I chose, but it's like it's almost like it is a calling for us players to really ex-players to help each other out and to take care of each other. It's an obsessive mission of mine right now that I'm passionate about and fixated on and, again, don't want to be bringing and doing things inappropriately, but in the pursuit of trying to raise money for this and trying to further this cause and further this awareness. Yeah, there were some mistakes made with this and um, I hope not too many people are hurt from it. Um, I wanna hope that we can make this a positive in terms of helping more people out with this. And I really wanna thank the fans out there. I mean, our fans and our community of fans out there and the support and uh, respect and love that they've showed me, I, I can't thank you enough. Heck. I'm, I'm um, trending towards 60 years old. I haven't thrown a pass since the early 90s. And to see this love and respect that you have for me, um, it makes me so proud to be from here and proud to be a Browns fan. And, and you don't need to take it out on the team. Look, at this, we're all growing right now and learning and, and trying to do the best we can. Well, well said, and I think we're going to – I don't think we need to say anything else on that. I think you, you pretty much uh, – said it all, uh, but uh, before I jump on this uh, uh, D. Hamlin thing, uh, I want to tell you, I'm not on my, uh, I'm not on the back nine. You know, you 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 want to be on the back nine all you want to. I'm not, I know, I'm not going to be on the top back dog, nine. Yeah, top yeah. dog playing 36 right. today. <laughs> I'm going to play 36 again. I don't care what you say. I'm not on the back nine, okay? You don't, but, you don't look it, sir. Well, Neither of you do. Well, Neither I know we do. don't. I just had to give... Uh, 
I just had to get burned. But man, I, I tell you what, you talk about this. Uh, I, well, what good news we got from uh, from this kid, man, in Buffalo. I, I mean, who would have thought, you know, watching that Buffalo game, the first kickoff, man, the guy comes back. Oh, spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going Friday. I have a business meeting actually down in Cincinnati on some of this um, rehabilitation, yeah. health, wellness, addiction, recovery. I mean, I'm absolutely going to try to go by the hospital and see if I can get it, get in to see the hero. And listen to this. Yesterday, it was three years and three days, three, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just crazy since the, they ran a kickoff back for a touchdown. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'm so emotionally tied to some of the things I had said earlier. Uh-huh. I tried to say that in a calm uh-huh. mature way but uh-huh. really the emotion and the tears of you almost holding mm-hmm. back and stuff and to mm-hmm. see Josh yeah. Allen's press yeah 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 that's off to Josh Allen I mean the genuine emotion when he was uh, uh, told about the uh, three years and three months it was and um, and, the, and the defensive back for the uh, for the Colts yesterday, picking off, yeah. picking off the yeah. pass, and he <laughs> yeah. was from, uh, from yeah. Central Catholic, yep. from McKeesport, yep. uh, Pennsylvania, the same as uh, Demir Hamlin was. All I could say is God is good all the time. And, yeah. and you know, for the younger players out there, it's we've heard us we're talking about us ex-players, and when we were younger, you know, us, us younger players, we, we, we prided ourselves on helping out ex-players, helping out each other and stuff. Um, the, the fraternity of, of, of players and the fraternity of the football, how we've kind of aggregated around, unfortunately, this Demir situation and how, how tragic it could have been. And to see the, positive, the positiveness of that in terms of the short run, him getting this great responses. Top Dog, what I guess I'm kind of alluding to, we know the ramifications of the long-term effects, yeah. and not just them here, but some, yeah. all of the guys, some of the things that I've suffered yeah. through, that I see people suffering through. Yeah. It's absolutely more imperative that the, the younger players learn some of the stuff, too, so that they uh, could head off some of these issues. Well, I have a question for you. Let's jump into uh, Gab. You want to jump into this game a little bit uh, yesterday? God, can uh, we keep we, bringing on tough situations? We can. <laughs> I was gonna let you guys go where you wanted to. This has been a crazy okay. emotional week okay. in the NFL, and you guys sort of okay. brushed on that. Okay. And so, um, okay. you know, if you if you want to get straight to hurting ourselves, we, I've got it all set up. We're masochists <laughs> well, today. Well, yeah. I got, you know, I got a big question for Bernie because uh, after watching uh, the game yesterday, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, what did you think of uh, his play yesterday? Did he did he progress? Did he? I mean, did he go backwards? I mean, you tell me. What 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 do you think about him yesterday? So I I really think that some of the stuff in these games, first when you are playing a team that has to win to go to the playoffs, and you are not the team that has playoff aspirations or abilities. You could try to trick your brain into saying you're going to go all out, but you, but you really don't and stuff. And it's, it's, yet the Steelers were playing in an emotional, oh. challenge, challenging level that we did not meet their intensity yesterday with that. And that in itself was an issue right there. And then because there's been this talk and the weather's been so bad at our home games the last few weeks that should we let 
should we see what Deshaun can do? Should we throw the ball more um, to get him more acclimated as, in anticipation of next year? Um, trying to give people the benefit of the doubt for yesterday, I could see some of that possibly happening because Nick Chubb, I think, carried the ball six times in the first half. He was averaging seven, eight, seven eight, yards yeah. to carry. Yeah. So if this was really a playoff game, if this was a real game that we had to win, the theme of the year, run Nick Chubb, run Nick Chubb, would have been something that we should be hammering here today. Um, but because um, I'm not sure what maybe coaching-wise and team-wise were they fixated on on um, getting Deshaun practice, which I'm not complaining about because right, right. at the end of the day, getting Deshaun in the right um, 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 timing back now, I'm not sure it overly correlates into next year like we talked about on last week's podcast, but you do get a sense of maybe what he does good and doesn't do good. And then um, and maybe I feel like the uh, coaching staff apologist today, but are we, were we just trying to save Nick Chubb? He ran for over 1,500 yards. He kind of got that X marker done, even though he doesn't count it uh, in terms of individual goals. That's a cool goal. When you're an old man like me, ta- uh, <laughs> Nick, you'll enjoy the You think about it. it that, but, yeah. but we're, we're organizationally, were we trying to save his health because Nick Chubb is a keeper, and he, for him to have run the ball 26 times yesterday and gotten his ass kicked by the Steelers, okay, and uh, Cam Hayward, that's not conducive to that young man's long-term health. So, you know, were that was there some of those? Uh, again, maybe I'm trying to create some excuses for him, but that, that does go through my head, and I dislike the Steelers too. And when I played. It almost always had playoff ramifications, but there was a game or two against them towards the end of the season that did not have playoff ramifications. My head was completely different than regular Steeler games, and you were working, and I was thinking about things in the future as it pertained to getting our football team better. So running Nick Chubb yesterday 26 times, yes, we probably could have gotten a W out of that, but I don't think it organizationally would have got our team better for the – 2023 season by banging up that young man. Well, you know what? When I watched this game or before this game, uh, there was a couple of things I was worried about. And you, uh, number one, you hit it right on the head. Um, One of my keys to uh, the game yesterday was um, uh, match their intensity. Uh, We had to play every single play. I go back and I watched um, the Ravens play the Pittsburgh Steelers. In that particular game, I mean, the Steelers played with such intensity every single play. They never took a playoff. Uh, I mean, they were the running backs. Uh, Najee John Harris. John oh, the whole game. Oh, John, he was he every single play. And I know, I knew that we had to uh, do that during this game. And I know it wasn't going to be easy because you you mentioned around here, you got Hayward, you got T.J. Watts, you got Highsmith, uh, you got uh, 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 just those guys in particular on that front. I knew they were coming and they were coming to play it. They were playing for something. Obviously, they still had a shot. They needed a little help, but they were still playing for a shot, possibly get in the playoffs. And also, they wanted to keep the winning streak for uh, their head coach alive hey, and well. Hey, I don't well. want to be the only guy that caused them to lose and to have the losing record. 
which actually, actually this is a joke, but actually true. It actually shows that it was a promotional bet for charity because yeah. <laughs> you knew that you knew that they didn't want to go. You wouldn't pick the Browns in in, uh, in your right mind if it was a, a financial model. There. <laughs> that was an emotional model with uh, loving our team. <laughs> Be- Go ahead, Kat. I thought you was going to say uh, something. I was just going to say, um, so we brushed on it a little bit, but we're also like tracking Deshaun and and what he's been up to. He was sacked seven times. Was that an offensive line thing? I know we were missing Conklin. And then, um, yeah, just it's we've only had a small sample size of watching him. So I was just trying to see if you'd go a little deeper into what you've gathered from him. So and if those seven sacks, by the way, were, were yeah, and doing Gab, something. Going, going back to that seven sacks for Watson, it seems like that's his style of play. Like, you look back when he was on the Texans, he, he kind of holds the ball, waits for something to happen, and then makes a big play. Do you, do you th- Is there an issue with the offensive line, do you think, Bernie? Or do you think that this is just his style of play and they have to learn to adapt to it? So I could talk about this one at length. This could be the whole hour show, so check me if I get too into this. But this is a high point of contention if I – wasn't wanting to genuinely be a healer in the fourth quarter of my life and get to this health and wellness. If I just was a football person and I stuck to just football, it's absolutely is one of the things that's remiss in the coaching of young quarterbacks right now, especially athletic young quarterbacks. And I love uh, Doug Peterson. I love Trevor Lawrence, but we saw this in the Jaguars game the other night. Trevor Lawrence with amazing athleticism. Mm-hmm. The beautiful right flipper, the golden arm to throw the ball. But young athletic quarterbacks and uh, typically don't throw the ball till they see the guy open. Mm-hmm. They see the guy open. They And that comes from when you're young. See mm-hmm. the guy's open. Yeah. Throw, only throw to him if he's open. Yeah. Oh, I never saw a guy open, brother. Right. Okay. Right. I'm throwing you yeah. open. Yeah. Okay? I'm throwing yeah. where you need to be. Okay. This is the pros. They got top yeah. box yeah. trying to cover yeah. you in press <laughs> coverage. You're never this far open. Okay. So you gotta you gotta create you gotta create those type of uh, those throws and those type of and, and if you wait until he's open, uh sure enough you're gonna get it's sacked. Like, yeah, you right you things that I have for all young quarterbacks out there is in the offseason, it's massively important to practice throwing the ball incredibly early, um, on time, on rhythm, so that you get accustomed to doing that. It's unrealistic to think you're going to not play for 700 days. Okay, yes, that is yeah. a little bit uh, big, uh, big play, Dave, his MO in Houston, but that is a MO of a lot of young athletic quarterbacks who have been Coach, not to make mistakes. Make sure you see the guys open. No, in the pros, and in particular in this system where yesterday and with the running play action game where you have six, seven, eight guys blocking, that means you only sometimes send two and three guys out into pass plays. Well, that sometimes takes significantly longer to develop, end up holding the ball more, and you end up taking more sacks like that. That is absolutely something that I would consider working on in the offseason. Um, we talked in last week's show where we got a lot of uh, the Steelers showed a 6-2 defense against the Ravens. They played a lot of eighth, eighth man up in yeah. the box yesterday. Yeah. There's certain timing throws that I'd be working 
going on with the Sean, and this is showing my age, the old Ernie Zampezi, Air Coriel, Norv Turner that Troy Aikman threw to the great Michael Irvin in the year I got the Super Bowl ring, and Troy was her, but you throw the skinny post, the, the 18 to 22 yard post uh, off of a five step. There's routes that I believe the Sean would be exceptional at, have to accelerate the tempo in your head and get that sense of timing and and with with him and Amari Cooper having their second year together and him being able as as he talked as Deshaun talked about it in his postseason press conference today talk about he's going to be around he's going to be in yeah. the Cleveland offseason yeah. he wants to work out he doesn't have all the uh, peripheral things going on like last year he wants to he's embracing working out here, he's embracing being with his guys. I love hearing that from a Browns perspective, organization perspective, an offensive perspective, having, having your QB wanting to stay here and work with guys. I think that will get better, and I would absolutely work on timing. Yeah, because it's going to take some time. And, and, and I, was, um, I was a little worried yesterday when, they, when uh, obviously Hudson was uh, in there, and I said, oh, my God, T.J. Watt is just going to – have a field day and I, not only him I mean that whole defensive line they just laid their ears back and they just let it go yesterday but speaking of Deshaun I uh I watched him and uh, obviously uh he threw some balls I know he wished that he could yeah both QBs are sailing the square and terrible it, it was, it was wow. yeah yeah that yeah. was because even Pickens not, yeah Pickens, Pickens yeah threw us a few too and, yeah. and I watched him a couple of times talking about Pickens, uh, and I know we're talking about Deshaun Gap, but you got to bear with me here. But he, a couple of times, Bernie, if he would have just been patient, and I know that's easy said than done when you're in that pocket yeah. and you got those defensive linemen that just, and linebackers bearing down on you, but if he would have been patient and he, a couple of times he just had tunnel vision, he just locked in on that one receiver, and he had other guys coming wide open down the middle of the field. But uh, I, I was a little disappointed in Deshaun's effort, but I understand, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I, I know that in the offseason they're going to get this thing uh, uh, worked out. Stefanski, let's talk about him a little bit. Obviously they fired Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator. He's gone. We have to get a new defense coordinator. We'll talk about that a little bit. But Stefanski. I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit torn about that uh, him coming back and and still you know we have Van Pelt who we have the title of the offensive coordinator, but we all know uh, Stefanski's running the show over there. I don't even think the uh, Van Pelt even call any plays at all during the course of a ball game. I think pretty much it's Stefanski's show. I I don't know. Shall we bring him back as offensive coordinator or shall we try to uh, try to find someone else to uh, do the show? So I, um, again, I feel like I'm probably the marketing representative for some of the coaching staff okay. right now. Okay. Is I I'm I'm still very comfortable with Coach Kevin. Okay. So Alex Van Pelt, I really like Chad O'Shea, the receiver coach. Uh, Bill Callahan, the O-line coach. Oh yes. Um, so I I really think trying to get these guys all together and finding out what Deshaun does best and implementing some of that into the system this year um, will be something that uh, is imperatively important. I think organizationally, um, almost like what we were talking about with Mike Tomlin mm -hmm. and the mental, physical toughness um, that the Steelers have, that you 
could see the way they're pulling out games. In oh, the yeah. Second half oh, yeah. In the fourth quarter. I think organizationally, team wise, we could use more of that. More of, more of that emotional um, um, toughness. Um, Instead of just, 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 you, you just, just, just there. Yeah, like yeah. They, we're sitting here today uh, trying to sit here calmly, yeah. professionally, maturely. That is how you should act in regular society. That is how you want most of your people to act. Not your football team, though. You need 53 crazy guys at times to be but, able to But, Bernie, you, you got Mike Tomlin. He's going over there. He's giving his guys high fives. He's, uh, he, you know, he, he's he's talking to them. He's, he's just there for them. I mean, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying we should get a new head coach. I, you know, I, want, I, I, I think it's too early for that. I want to see Stefanski back. I want to see him... Uh, uh, what he can do with this team and with this uh, with this offense, but I'm telling you, man. I mean, Mike Tomlin, those guys, they they'll run through a wall for him. Would you would you rather have a coach like Campbell in in Detroit? As if as you as a player, I like him. Oh, yeah. no, I like we him because it's player. so different. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, like him. Us old oh players, my we like the old goodness! Players. I, mean, that's, I like him. That's, I mean. That staff's an anomaly. They're yeah. all ex-players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the dreamland, okay? They're not hiring all ex-players like in Detroit. But that was awesome. Dan Campbell and that staff, that staff does. Maybe it's a broader question to ask, but what are some of the key characteristics that a head coach needs to have to get his guys all charged up? Or And from your playing experience, what works? Well, you, you just gotta you gotta relate to the players. You have to uh, the players have to know that you have their back. They have to know that uh, uh, you're not gonna bullshit them. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, because I I expect uh, a, a head coach. I don't I don't give a damn who you are. You gotta treat every player the same. You gotta treat every single player the same. You might you might have your favorites. I mean, yeah, hell, this is great. So Jimmy Johnson, yeah, okay, Jimmy Johnson. Bill Belichick tried to – he does this, okay? But when you're in, uh, a young coach, it's a little harder. Yeah. Okay, but Jimmy Johnson pulled it off. And, like, I've been in meetings at the U where I got a little bit reprimanded. Yeah. Then I've been at the Cowboys where um, we got a Super Bowl. We, were, we had had <laughs> one before. And and Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman were higher on the food chain yeah. than me. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jimmy Johnson – Ripped their backside yeah. in front of all of us. Yeah, okay? yeah. Uh, and Jimmy, and he was cool, and he was subtle. And he'd come up, and I'd hear him and stretch and come up, and he'd say, hey, yeah, I had to do that so yeah. everybody could see that. Because if you mess with the top dog, yeah. all of us regular people that's right. know that it's your fair game and stuff. So that's a, absolutely a, a beautiful strategy. And one thing that I, I'm going to try to concisely say this, but this play-calling thing, um, and should coach do it, coach Stefanski do it or not? Should you outsource it or not? Do we let Alex Van Pelt, do we bring somebody in, do we let the QB do it? You know, I've been, I've been really thinking a, a, an inordinate about, amount about that like our fans have been doing. And you know, one of the things I, that I, I think would be something worth looking at, and bluntly, I did this for a majority of my career, and I have the reputation of calling all my plays, call my plays, and ultimately, yeah, I did in the good offenses. I had, I had ultimate accountability and responsibility for what the hell the play was. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I have to call the play first all the time. Right. And one of the things that was massively successful for me was the play call 
um, at college from uh, Mark Tressman, who was my offensive coordinator and quarterback coach with Gary Stevens, the great Gary Stevens in college. And then Gary Stevens was with Dan Marino and me with the Dolphins. Mark Tressman was here with us when we went to the AFC Championship game in 1989. Mark who? Tressman. Okay. <laughs> See, you guys don't understand. We look at each other. We know what each other's thinking. And we just, we're laid out. Okay. <laughs> it was a suggestion. Okay. He would say what he thinks is good. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had the ultimate thing to change it. Now, we didn't have microphones as good as we have it today and mm -hmm. communication things like with the coaches. So I could see a scenario where I actually like where Don Shula did this uh, during his career. They would call a play. Okay, He hears it. He has the right to, to change, change it. it. Just yes. change it, bro. Yes. And that's why now yes. I am managing, and it allowed me to be comprehensive, Think through, look around, um, see what's up, see what the situation is, get a flow for the game, get a suggestion. Okay, now I work so much with you, God Almighty, that 85% of what we call is about the same anyways. Yeah. It's that unique handful of plays yeah. a game, that half dozen calls that maybe you are uh, you have a feeling for at the time of doing it, but man. When you got a suggestion with somebody you work hand in hand with, day in and day out, which these guys will, that you develop such a friendship and such a um, respect for each other and such a common thought process that, boy, when, you, when you're really hitting on all cylinders, and this is what I kind of would like to suggest is to see that as a suggestion, and you ultimately have ultimate accountability because you could always change it. And we don't need to know. Right. We don't even need to know who's doing that. And that's what I was going to say because even uh, Van Pell, I don't know. Maybe he, he maybe he's involved, maybe he's not involved. I don't know. But I like to see, just like you said, I like to see if, if he is the offensive coordinator, give him a little bit more uh, – Power because uh, the head coach going if he want to change it just like you said he can change it he's going to change yeah, it. I mean, God, it, it's like us in the nineteen eighty seven AFC Championship game at Denver. We had the first half of the game. We, we were woeful in our play calling, and I and I did not have the stones to change it. Okay, mm -hmm. like I did. Mm -hmm. Okay, at halftime I lost my brain. Mm -hmm. Okay, yelling about. Yeah. Play calling and that stuff, but I said uh, I was respectful in the second half. I let them pretend like they're calling plays. They <laughs> suggest it, okay. And if you you act like you called it, it's you know I don't have to tell the world that I changed your play. Yeah, you know, yeah. as long as it ended up working, everybody's happy. Everyone's happy yeah. because it, at the end of the day, football is a result-oriented uh, business, and, and you want the results. And I don't care how you get it. Just getting that positive result. Well, I tell you what, Gab, you want to talk about this season, Gab? You want, you want, I know what you want to know. What's that? I, I was going to say, okay, a disappointing season overall for us, but there were some bright spots. Yeah. You know, who or what impressed you this season? Maybe some people who, who showed up for you. So I, as you give me the bright spots, <laughs> um, my brain, my, is, uh, I'm on seven-second delay, I guess, today. <laughs> is, uh, my brain's still on this uh, coaching, play calling and stuff, and uh, the Joe Woods, the Joe Woods situation. Um, whether people think it should have happened or not, it's football and life. It happened. So now we got to move forward with yeah. it. And, you know, there's been some cool names being thrown out there with that, with uh, 
with that, but boy, I, I really like uh, the Brian uh, Flores one. You, you, I don't want to go against Brian Flores and Mike Tomlin for the next foreseeable future right. in Pittsburgh. So you weaken that team, you snag him away. He, I've, I've been studying him from my Dolphin stuff. I, he's a very, very good defensive yeah. I, I, what do you think? You're the defense. Well, well, that's what I was going to say. I, w- I was going to say, looking at that defense, some things that really impressed me was those um, defensive backs. Uh, Emerson. Uh, I, th- I thought he played. I thought he yeah, came Emerson's in. There. Oh He's man. In your face. Oh, he comes there and he competes every <laughs> single play. He, he, yeah. He, I, I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. Why are that teaching them that? Why is it? Te- why? Who's teaching them? You don't have to do that. Yeah, you don't have down. to do that, and they're gonna call it all the time. You just go in there. You don't hook them. You just go in and there and really make the play. Didn't even hook them hard either. But it's there. But it's there. Yeah, but, it's there. but also Newsom. I thought he had a good year. Ward uh, came on the second part of the year. He started to play well. He's just. Uh, I don't know. He just get hurt a lot. That's the only thing about him. We just got to keep him. Uh, Healthy, obviously, Miles. He sticks it right in. I he, mean, how he got hit? Yeah. He got hurt in week 18, sticking his head and shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, that's yeah, really yeah, yeah. Sometimes I love him, but yeah, sometimes well, the just, cornerback you, 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 Mentally, it looked like early in the year he was in the in the middle of some of those mental issues, and as he mentally appeared to understand what he was doing, he really looked like a friggin' missile mm-hmm. out there, you yeah. know, hitting hitting holes, stopping uh, stopping runs, making plays, mm-hmm. and then having yeah. ints causing interceptions. Yeah. What we got to do with this defense, though, obviously we got to figure out a way. Uh, regardless of who the defensive coordinator is, you got to figure out a way to stop the run. I mean, teams have been able to run the football on us. And uh, we're fine as far as points in the first and second quarter, but when it get later in the game, the third and fourth quarter, that's when we start to give up uh, pretty much uh, a lot of points. So that way we got to figure that out. And is switch- that personnel? Is that effort? Is it a combination? Is it coaching? I, I How think do we do that? I think it's all... That's the consistent for the year was we let the run through the middle. I think it's all of the above. All, all of the above that you... Uh, that you just mentioned. Now let's switch over to the other side. My, uh, I, I think one of my most improved guys on the offense, uh, DPJ. Uh, I thought he had. Uh, I thought he had an ex- exceptional. I, I thought he had an exceptional year. I was kind of. It started the the day yesterday. He needed like two hundred and three yards, I think, to get over a thousand yards. I thought. Uh, I thought he played well. I thought he progressed a lot. I think one thing we have to do because when you got you got him, you got Najoku, and then you got Cooper. Bernie, we gotta add some, give uh, Deshaun some more weapons over there. Oh, is it QB? <laughs> yeah. Hell yes, I'm on, I'm on on that train. Yeah, you know that's so that's really I wanna you know we have the whole off season to decipher what's going to happen next season from a that standpoint. You know, typically um, when you're out of the playoffs, losing games to get the highest draft pick possible. To get guys to add to the add to the depth, add to your weapons is, mm-hmm. is something that's uh, fixated in your head. Not having the, the number one pick or not having the first round pick this year 
kind of dissipates dissipates <sighs> that. But when you really look at it, and you know, I've, uh, I I want to be positive, but really, there's a lot of holes right now with minimal picks. Right oh yeah. Now. So yeah, I love how Donovan Peoples Jones played this year and how he blocked in a running game as a receiver absolutely added to our ability to run the ball so physically dominant through the course of the whole year. But we need um, another speed receiver. Uh, Swartz didn't work out. Um, we need probably, with all the tight ends, you know, another younger tight end in there, um, probably need some more depth at offensive line. We massively need size at defensive tackle. Yes. We massively need size and depth at linebacker. Um, you probably need another safety or so. So, God, how do you fill all those voids and holes right now and those depth issues with minimal draft picks and um, a salary cap uh, salary cap ramifications? We're not bad yet from the salary cap, but I think we um, win. I think we're going to be about $3 million over yeah. the cap to start when the um, uh, salary cap numbers come in. So there's going to be some juggling that needs to be done and – is Hunt gone, Kareem? I don't see. I as much as I really love Kareem and stuff, I, I think he's gone. To, and and for somebody like Kareem too, that he's at a point in his career almost like Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. yeah we, of course you want him <laughs> back, okay? But those young men, although they're a little older by NFL standards, they're young men to us, and they they deserve an opportunity. You know what I like try, about them? Try playing more, and they have they'll probably have opportunities to play. Football. You know what I liked about him? Did, never griped. Gave you 100%. Everything that uh, that he had, um, every every time he touched the field, I mean, he went out and he played extremely hard. Um, and he never, never, never pulled a uh, clowny. I mean, I was shocked at some of the things. You know, because if, yeah, if, yeah. if I have a problem with you, if I have a problem with you, I'm not going to run to uh, a Mayor Kate Cabot or someone in the oh, press. Right to you. Yeah, Come I'm on, going man. right to it's you. Your first call, man. You're, you're my first call. I mean, I, 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 that shocked me. That really, really shocked yeah, me. And, and I'm not trying to be. The and Miles, he's not a young player. Right. And Miles, you know, I thought handled it really nicely. And I actually think Miles has been, even to the more surprising of Davey in saying that, was. Miles has been massively complimentary. Yeah. Through the whole year as a leader with that. And, God, I don't even know if I should say this. But <laughs> I, I had been tipped off, you know, a month or so ago about situations like this. And, you know, I had, I had heard some things, you know. We all know yeah. players. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And when you are, the team is going south and the season is going south, even when the season is going good, we know some players that have crept out and not been into the team as yeah. much. and. Well, there was there was stuff and rumors about you know guys you know a guy like Davey and you know counting down days 33 32 31 <laughs> you know and that's, that's check out yeah and that's and, and unfortunately I didn't want to believe it a month ago when I heard it but when you hear what happened on uh, the end of last week you can see that type of stuff's happening and you've got this, I, I, this is serious. We're talking about health, wellness. I want to be a healer and stuff. I hate this analogy, but if you have cancer, you got to take it out. Yeah. And if you have people in the locker room that aren't into the locker room, ain't about the team, not about anything about the team, and we start putting ourselves first, and it, 
human nature does want to do that. Yeah. But if you have that, you have to eradicate that. You will never win with that type of attitude permeating within your team and your locker room, your organization. And I thought Stefanski handled it really, really well. I mean, he, he, he did what he had to do because, you, like you said, he couldn't have him around because it was a distraction. It definitely was a distraction, so we had to get him out of there. Oh, boy, I can't believe that guy. You I know, can't believe some of that, you know, and actually – has me fixated on you know people ask me how come you're not coaching yeah in that locker room and stuff and you know the 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 obsessive selfishness uh, and team that it has you have to have to actually be good and win you know we were talking through the course of the show in the beginning about you know me wanting to be a healer and the therapeutic of, of giving back and helping people you know some of the the mindset that you have to have to win a football isn't that of a healer. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't that of a nice person. It's that of a crazy, tough guy that wants to win and be physical at all costs. And this is a terrible analogy with, with uh, Demir Hamlin and, and God bless what's happened because it really put a, uh, a sense of reality there and why I'm blessed in this late third quarter, fourth quarter of my life to be a healer. Because the football person that we um, know, the way that I know to be a successful football player, is that killer be killed out on the field. And that's a terrible analogy to even say today. Yeah. But that was the mindset. Yeah. And that was actually the phrases that we used to use. And to yeah. see that almost happen like that, it, it's, it, it what, makes you what? really think, re, at least makes me reconsider you know, telling younger people to do that, yelling at people to do yeah. run into run into that wall like that, knowing yeah. the long term damage that it's going to cause them. I have a question for you guys. Did you guys see the Green Bay game yesterday? Did you see where the player? I mean, the the uh, player was hurt, and then the trainers and everybody rushed on the field. Oh, and then, uh, I would like to uh, chat about this. Did you and see he, that? Did you did you see? I just have a genuine question, you guys. <laughs> How emotionally stunted do you have to be to think that a trainer muscling his way to help an injured athlete deserves retaliation during a t during a week when trainers literally saved a man's life yes, nonetheless? Yes. Can we do better? Come wow. on, what do you think? So, yeah, but it, you're awesome how you phrase that, <laughs> and it's so true how you said it, and, and you're so right, and even myself who done things in the rectangle that I'm not proud of. Yeah, yeah. Said things in the huddle that I'm not proud of. And I, and I, and when it happens, I'm like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> um, the uh, ability to think calmly and think rationally, like I, we're attempting or I'm attempting to do right now is one thing. Boy, when you, there's some of us in the, in the heat of battle in the rectangle and we're just dysfunctional. We just don't think normally. We just don't think straight. Sound like I'm a player apologist uh, today for him. <laughs> you can't do that. You really can't do that. But if he had to look at himself today, he probably is disgusted with himself too. And well, saying, like, what the hell am I thinking? What? I didn't mean to do it. But in the heat of battle, like I've done some, God, some dumb things on the field where people you didn't think should be on the field in pregame warm-ups, yeah. I made sure they weren't on the field. I mean, footballs were flying, you know, at their cranium. But his know? timing, <laughs> his timing couldn't have been, I mean, it, oh, my God. Yeah. And then the thing is also, too, was you saw him when he went in the tunnel, he realized, I think it finally hit him, 
uh, the magnitude of what he uh, what he did. And also oh, now, I didn't see that part. oh, he he was he was going. Oh, was he, out? oh he was crying. He was oh, going through the tunnel. He was crying. But you know what? They should have kicked two of them out. Because 95. did you see? No, I didn't like that either. Uh, yeah, the defensive tackle came up and he like chest. He, he chest checked him. And here's what bothered me about it: ninety five had a minute to gather himself because he saw what unfolded. Right. And he said, "You know what I'm gonna do? Chest check this right. guy." Right. Because it didn't make any sense. I just. I don't know. I, I would, from a player's standpoint, this is enlightening to me. I can understand the heat of battle stuff, but especially since it doesn't. Since it, it doesn't. It does, and then the other thing is, did you guys see? I forget what college team it was. It must have been. They were in the tunnel. This was maybe a week or two ago. The whose head coach just lost it on? He got in somebody's state. So someone was it? Was it Mississippi State game? Someone was holding back Michigan the head game? coach, and then. The head coach got in his face and was like, "Don't ever touch me." Oh uh, no! I didn't did you see, see that? that. So I'm, I, for, I don't, I forget which teams it was. Dave could probably look it up. But um, so yeah, that was another one where the guy had the headset on. He was just waiting, making sure, hey, hey, man, like stay here while we wait to get everybody out. Uh-huh. And he just lost it and got in his face. And it's like he got and, the get back coach got yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, um, I don't know. From my standpoint, it's like, at what point do you draw the line between? Hey, we gotta rile these guys up, and we're rah rah, and we want to win. But can we separate the fact that, like, is it impossible to separate? Wait, Am I missing something? What saying is, is, I personally have a hard time separating it, and that's kind of why, you know. And again, it's not trying to make uh, more of a story of what's happened, but why I really feel like wanting to be a healer as in the second half of my life here. Because that mindset and that personality that almost has to all consume you um, to be successful on that field or for me to survive on that field and to be productive isn't rational. It's crazy. It's, it does dumb things like that. And in and, <laughs> and youth, you know, I, I, I was into that. And now as you age out, you... you you don't want to do those type things, and I don't want to coach up. I don't want to coach up younger kids to be that type of person to, to be successful. Because if you don't have some of that kind of edge to you, you're not mentally tough in the fourth quarter. You're falling apart at the end of games, and and we we haven't found that balance from a Browns locker room perspective yet either. So where do you have that edge? almost craziness to be able to get other men on the other team to uh, that we impose our will so that you bluntly quit at the end of the game. Well, before, what do you think? Well, before we move on, I'm sitting over here laughing, and I was, <laughs> I was going to say, and I'm not getting into politics, but I would say it reminds <laughs> me of uh, being on the floor yesterday, I mean, a couple of days, three days ago, where they were trying to vote McCarthy in, and you got, uh, you know, everybody's fighting, and then you got a couple of the senators want to, you know, they had to hold him back because he wanted to fight one of them because he didn't vote the way he wanted him to vote. Like, what the hell is going on? What's going on in this world, man? People are crazy today. We're yeah, all we're all a little it? crazy. Yeah, we are. Right, right, right. I'm not, that's the last thing I'm gonna do is get in, uh, get into that, man. Uh-oh. I just wondered if there was, you know, uh, there's got to be exceptions to the rule. People who can go out there and, and hey, be Gap, just I just got this. Dominant. Not to cut you off, but Browns yeah. request permission to interview Patriots linebacker coach. Oh. 
Gerard. Gerard. Yeah. Gerard Mayo, what do you think that? about that? Well, that's Talking fine. About Let's X go players. into that. Yeah, what do you think of he, that? Uh, they, uh, oh, you already knew that, and you didn't say anything. Well, I had it in the notes, and then you brought um, this, okay, and, okay. Then, and, then <laughs> I, and then I had to get in on it, because I was like, what was that about? Right. Is that normal? <laughs> like, is that just a thing? <laughs> oh. he's, you know, he's been rumored, though, also for some head coaching possibilities. And yeah, last and year. Yeah, and because he's a, a Bill Belichick guy and stuff, you know, he'll he'll probably really analyze his options and stuff. And this isn't uh, this really? may not be as big a good an option for a young up and comer like him because again, he's going to look at just like Sean Payton's going to look at the issues in the Denver Broncos. Hey, there's no draft picks. Russell's a little older. Um, how am I going to look good here? And get players to look good. Uh, Mayo and the person coming to run this defense is going to say the same thing. If I I got to stop the run, I'm not big enough at D tackle. I'm not big enough at linebacker. Uh, they have no draft picks. Um, what are they going to do to make me look good as a head coach? Because this could be a career stunter if the if the D coordinator comes in and fails because of personnel issues. You know what I yeah, think is yeah, Hanford, all pro defense. Yeah. If this is you, yeah. You taking this job? Well, no. <laughs> and, and, and you know what I think is crazy today? I mean, y you look at some of these owners, and I mean, they sign these guys to these three, four-year contracts, and after the first year, they whack them. Yeah. I mean, they whack them. Well, they don't get good advice from their yeah. internal organization because right. they sometimes have lots of have unqualified how are you going to whack a guy so. after one year you're going to bring him in to coach your, your team and you're going to whack him after one year you're exactly right you know, the same people who gave me that crap recommendation still there <laughs> yeah, still, still there still there yeah. who told me to hire him you know they 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 could survive it but the, you got a head coach and they're going to whack get out of here you people have a, you people have lost your mind oh my that's god that's why like for like a we here in Cleveland think it's a, a a really positive job to have. It it may not be for some of the things we've talked about, and that's where like a guy like Brian Flores, who is you know in some circles, some teams won't hire yeah. him yeah. because of the, the lawsuit. But he's a good coach. Oh, he's a real good yeah, coach. So good coach. Again, ultimately. You, you, you hire the devil if the devil wins the Super yeah. Bowl for you. Yeah. I mean, he's not that. Okay, I didn't mean that type of an analogy, but he is gifted. Okay? <laughs> and what he does in his blitz schemes, what he does with his front seven, and then plays <laughs> with his defensive backs back is, 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 is something I think would be hey, a, a personnel transition. Yeah, you got to watch Birdie with his analogies. You know, you got to keep it straight. <laughs> Go hire him. Go hire him. Oh, and for final thoughts on this season, because we are done, man. Yeah, man. I, you know what? I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm disappointed. I'm also encouraged. I, uh, I expected us, even though I knew we wasn't going to get our quarterback to um, uh, later in the season. I still expected us with the talent that we had on this that we have on this team. To win a lot more games, I expected us to um, uh, at least uh, be in the playoffs, and uh, that just didn't happen. Anytime you, we all play this game for one reason, that's to um, win a Super Bowl, win a championship, and uh, you have to get invited to the party. I always say, give me an invitation to the party, because if you have an invitation to the party, 
anything could happen. I mean, at least you, you're in it, and you could probably make a run. But we, that didn't happen, so uh, it's back to the drawing board again for this football team. But I'm, I'm still disappointed because uh, we didn't accomplish uh, any of the goals, I think, that, uh, uh, that we uh, were supposed to ac accomplish. Unfortunately, I have to concur with you. You know, I want to be positive. Um, and I'm not looking to take shots and stuff, but yeah. you really have to, it has to be a win or lose mentality. And winning is going to the playoffs and losing is not. And we're not. So we're, going, we're home now. We're going to watch the most important part of the NFL season. You can't be at all take any consolation in failing like that. So that, that aspect of, of the season, you have to be with that and and I want to I want to be positive moving forward but there's a lot it's, it's an uphill climb right now with the depth issues with the minimal uh, draft picks and we're gonna have to really hit on these draft picks we're gonna have to be really um, smart in how we sign free agents and almost like hopefully we could create some type of inertia where um, Deshaun Watson and, and some of the guys who, who are going to be here um, almost could find a little bit of recruiting because you could almost recruit now and yeah. to get a, a buddy. I don't know if they got a big 325 pound defensive tackle buddy. Okay. <laughs> but okay. Call them. Okay. If you do, you know, if you've got a, a cool receiver that you, you know, could make plays with, call him. Okay. Because you need him. And that, that type of, Stuff, uh, you know, uh, give it a chance because I, I, I have a feeling we're going to have to do the free agent path to, to supplement our draft picks and supplement our depth right now and to make, an ev uh, make some of the transition towards getting bigger and tougher on defense to, um, to be able to stop the runs because our division is not going away. Kenny Pickett, not yeah. the years, they will be a running play yeah. action team, yeah. period. The Ravens are a running team. And Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow. Okay, yeah. so that's an issue. That's always going to be an issue. And by the way, dude, I love. Did you see Joe Burrow? They asked him after the game yesterday. So, uh, they asked him, was, so he he was, so was he good. smoking? Was he was he smoking a cigar? Yeah, he was so he was good, celebrating the stogie and stuff. Okay, the championship stogie. But they asked him a question. Like, hey, so Joe, how long's your window open? Yeah. Um, you know, window for the Super Bowl. Yeah. As long as I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> he was serious. That was funny. And he was genuine. I love that. I That's love, like a Bernie quote. Yeah, that, I don't know. I love that. I don't like that for a Browns fan, but I love that as a quarterback. Well, well you and I have to uh, give our uh, – I, I like to – who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? Who's going to play at it? Let's talk about some of those. Yeah, Let's yeah, look around the yeah. league because, Hanford, you're right. We yeah. didn't get invited to the party. Yeah. We didn't get invited to the pregame party. We got to look at all of these different games around the league. Let's, let's Let's look at some big play bets. Stand by. Let me find that video. There we go. All right. Let's look at our one-star bet of the week. Is a rematch. Chargers minus two at Jaguars. Jaguars with a uh, pretty... Pretty cool win to get into this game. Well, I tell you what, they are playing really good football right now, and they're uh, they're at home. 
I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I, I I like that young kid at quarterback. I'm going to go with them. I think they're playing pretty good right now. Yeah, I love, uh, you know, I talked about last week with Doug Peterson being one of my ex-teammates and in my quarterback room there. I love that. I love Trevor Lawrence and well, actually both quarterbacks got the gold yeah. right arm for those guys. Um, so this one, though, it, it's interesting to me because both both uh, both teams, I think um, the Chargers, the Chargers are a little vulnerable in, in their secondary. How if Bosa comes back and is he able to um, um, get the pressure on him? But I I, I like uh, I like Jacksonville. Yeah. Too at home. Yeah. Yeah, Jacksonville won 38-10. They whooped them week three. Yeah. So, all right, let's look at our three-star bet. Cowboys minus two and a half at Tampa Bay. Boy, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to go with Tom Brady. I think – did you guys see Dallas yesterday? Did they lay an egg or what yesterday? If they play any anything like they played yesterday, there's no way they're going to win this ballgame. But they rested. I, I think Tom Brady and, and uh, I think they're going to – Finally put it together, even though they haven't really put it together all year. But I think they're going to finally put it together in the playoffs. By the way, first losing season for Tom Brady uh, was uh, this year. But yeah. I'm still I'm still going with the hey, Bucs. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Tom Brady's first yeah, losing yeah, season yeah. in multiple decades. Yeah, yeah. Playing, <laughs> and he still has right, a right. division. He still has a home playoff game. So how bad was he that he still won a division? So... Um, <laughs> You know, Dallas, I, I want to go for Dallas because of my Jerry Jones, my Super Bowl ring, my friendship. Yeah, still there. yeah, yeah. Jason Light, the general manager for the Tampa Bay Bucks, was also in that lot in the, with me at the Dolphins in the QB room as a intern then. But, you know, the, for for Tom Brady on a Monday night football in the playoffs right now, and it's, it's, uh, I really, really believe the Cowboys are having some self-confidence and self-esteem issues. <laughs> after the way they played the last couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm liking Tom Brady. I'm going to call it an upset, but I'm not sure taking Tom Brady's would be an upset. <laughs> well, I'm going to say, and, and I'm going to say this real quick before you move to the next one. Dak yesterday, he threw to the cornerback. The cornerback didn't catch it. And uh, Dak said, okay, I'm going to give you another shot. I'm going to throw well, it at you. Yeah. 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 What Concerning to me, and yeah. I, I love if we could get the legal rights to yeah. use the video. Yeah. yeah, he threw a catch. He threw a quick out in the cover too. Yes, like oh my god. Yes, like, yes. Like, I didn't do that in high school. What was like, it? And, and like, <laughs> like that's a real tragedy. Like it was not even disguised cover two. Corner in the flat. He will squat on anything. Safety over the top in a deep half. Like I saw it on the. On the shitty camera angle. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe like it. To see that, that really was, was and, and after the first one should have been picked off, and he was late on and out on that first one. And then people said, well, they, they knew it was coming. I No, they didn't know it was coming. They, they, they called cover two. Yeah. They, no, no, they, they won't even. The receiver should have ran the adjustment. The receiver should have done that. But then the Q, us Q's got to know that. that. That was really concerning. Yep, and now we are at our five-star back to the AFC North. Two teams we're jealous of as we sit here in the studio. Ravens plus six and a half at Joey B and the Bengals. Yeah, I just went on my Joe Burrow homily <laughs> and stuff, okay? And, and yeah, I, I like Joe 
Burrow's doing. That's a lot of points in a playoff game. You know, I'm a big Aussie news and yeah. Ravens fan. I love, I love what they do. There's something going on with Lamar right now, and even coming back, even coming back and not playing. You know, in the, in the last uh, month and a half, there's, there's gonna be, there's usually some rust issues. We saw that with uh, Jalen Hurts in, in Philadelphia. So not playing for a few weeks. There's, there's some rust. I am. What uh, is Hanford gonna do? Well, this where Bernie and I are gonna part ways. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, now if they get Lamar back, and I think they will get him back this week, I think the Baltimore Ravens will upset the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincy. Wow! So uh, I say, look out for those Baltimore Ravens. They yeah, are. you know what? And, and again, I'm. I'm not putting any put much thought into yeah, 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 and stomping the team like that. So I actually think the Ravens can do something yeah. with it. But Joe Burrow's attuned to that. And the, yeah. the, I'm looking forward to watching this game. And it's really, and it's actually telling, too, uh, in a negative way for our future and stuff, because our division, Ooh. our division uh, for Lamar to get into the play, or uh, for the Ravens to get into the playoffs without Lamar, Joe Burrow is a, they're a top five team for multiple years to mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. and unfortunately the Steelers are the Steelers yeah. when Big Ben retired that was supposed to be our time to shine we got a lot of work to do <laughs> let's go to the two minutes and wrap this sucker up all right two minute warning everybody uh final thoughts on the season or whatever you want to chat about well, bummed out about the way the season materialized. It didn't end up in the playoffs. And bummed out about all the drama. Yeah. Today. You know, trying to trying to do something to bring awareness um, and raise money for charity and for people here in, in, in our communities here and our, our NFL community of players, you know, doing things with your heart and, 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 and sometimes making, making an issue here that created drama that really didn't need to be created and didn't want to be um, um, affecting so many people like it did. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I love football. I love what it's done for me and for us and stuff. But it's really now the time in the life where I'm really trying to raise money, raise awareness, and 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 love love the ability, the, the almost responsibility that I've been shown to help and heal people um, um, from a physical and mental standpoint, I'm absolutely excited about continuing to do that and continuing to figure out ways to um, to raise money and raise awareness and, and make a difference by help, helping people out. And I'm going to say this again. Uh, everybody know you. Everybody love you. Everybody know that your heart is in the right place and you would never, never do anything to um, uh, hurt the Browns or the organization or anything like that. So, and, and I, I thought it was just great when you said if you did obviously you'd be sorry about that uh, but you just you were just trying to like you say help people and help a lot of the players and uh, uh, I think you I think
think you've said everything that you need to say. And uh, Big Dog, good show. Good show, good year. Now that now that we got a little Brown stuff and a uh, season stuff and unfortunately no playoff stuff, yeah. looking at it from the positive side, yeah. it's gonna give us it really is gonna give us an opportunity to kind of dig into some of this health and wellness stuff to, to that's made a difference in my life and, yeah. and, and, and being able to help other people out. And we have to thank everybody. Big play. I'm waiting for the bark. Big yeah. play, Dave, <laughs> Gab. Uh, and hey, we have can. a guest in the studio today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you matter. Go Browns.